Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feathered Desert. Um, This morning we are going to talk about eruptions and birds. So perhaps you wake up one morning and there is a flock of unexpected birds gathered at your your feeder. What? You think to yourself, what's going on? This is exactly what happened to me last week. I looked out my window in the morning and I saw three ruby-crowned kinglets eating seeds from my feeder. Not something I see, nor something that they do. This is not one of our typical winter visitors, as I just pointed out. So I asked the question, why? And Kirsten is my go-to on that, and she has the answer. Yes. So first of all, I want to make sure that you understand this is eruption with an I. Yes. Not an E. There are no birds erupting. (laughs) They are erupting. (laughs) Okay. So occasionally, a sudden surge of unexpected birds, like our ruby crown kinglets, can wander outside their typical winter range. This is called an eruption. I-R-R-U-P-T-I-O-N. An eruption is unpredictable mass migration of birds. So an eruptive event is called a flight year, which I think is interesting. Yes. Usually this type of event happens in the winter with generally non-migrating birds. So you see when food is plentiful, populations increase and birds remain in their normal winter ranges. Birds can tell in late summer or early autumn that the food production is not what they need it to be to survive the winter. So they evacuate when they decide that the time is right. And these birds move to areas where food is still available. I think that's a solid plan. Yes. And it's not just food supplies that can cause a bird species to leave its winter home. Unpredictable weather can also play a part in the decision to relocate. I mean, we have human snowbirds here, so (laughs) a sudden cold spell or an unseasonably cold weather in an area that is generally mild during the wintertime can actually push a bird species to move further south from their northern homes. Now, that is what I think is happening this year in our 2022 December time with the ruby crown kinglet, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So sometimes the migrating birds are pushed off course by unexpected bad weather putting these migrants in areas that they normally don't visit. That happens a lot on the coast of Texas. There's a little island right off the coast of Texas, and they love hurricane season because (laughs) they get eruptions of birds that are thrown off course by the bad weather, and they see the little island, and they're like, oh, God, land. And they go to that, and, and it's like a birder's paradise there. You just see all of these birds that never go through this area because of that bad weather. Yeah, well, isn't that how we got the rose? The roseate spoonbill? The roseate spoonbill, yes. Yes. I think he got thrown off course, but a couple years back, and now he just comes every year because he's like, duh, this is a great place. (laughs) (laughs) These eruptive events don't happen every year, but on average, every two to three years. It is not always the same birds that have these events. The most common are seed eaters such as pine siskins and red poles, and the red-breasted nuthatches. These eruptions can be or eruptions can be difficult to predict ahead of time. The reasons behind these surprising sporadic migrations aren't straightforward. It varies from species to species. 
Yes. I think it happens most often with these tiny little birds because they have more um, eggs per clutch. And so especially if it's a situation where when they were raising their young, they had a lot of resources. And so all of the babies survived and then the neighbor's baby survived and then the neighbor's baby survived. Um, they can have more birds in an area than they can feed. And so some of those birds will also leave in search of food. And so I think it's, it, it, it's more common with the seed eaters because um, uh, they lay more eggs per clutch. Yes. I think that's and the reason. Last year we did have an um, eruption of pine siskins. Yes. Okay, so raptors, which are also birds of prey, um, feed on small mammals and small birds. They may also have to leave their winter ranges to find food because uh, you can actually have eruptions in um, small little mammals, rodents, mice, mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff like that too. So those raptors that eat small birds, of course, are probably following their food source to a more southern location. And if you have that eruption of the small birds that say, I'm a Cooper's hawk, and, that, and they're going farther south, well, I now have a reason to go farther south as well. So that can help me survive also. Um, some raptors are known for their eruptions, like the snowy owl. Yeah, it's always just kind of a weird thing. One day you're in Maryland and you're like, there's a snowy owl. And you're like, what happened? And you find out that it's an eruption year for them. And that's cool because you just get to see a snowy owl in an area you would never see them. Um, there's also the short-eared owl, which also has been known to show up just before there's an overabundance of mice in a field. It kind of makes them seem like they're... Um, omniscient they yes. know what's going to happen yes. but that's really not it it just happens to go with the seasons but it's a good thing that they show up because an overabundance of mice in a field is it's usually not, good. not no. a good thing no so the northern goshawk and the great horned owl don't usually leave their own territories but on occasion these birds have given up their territories in the northern forests when the snowshoe hare are few and far between which does make sense i mean snowshoes hares are they're pretty big lagomorphs is what mm -hmm. they are so the big hairs and they can get you through winter but if you can't get one or two of those guys then you're just not going to make it yeah, so you, you gotta go yeah somewhere where the food is yeah birds can't compete with the lynx yes when it comes to snowshoe hair absolutely so foods food was scarce for northern birds as well as uh cold um unseasonably cold i believe yes at least recently um across the mountains of the West, and some of these uh, eruption, eruptions are happening here um, in Arizona. So some birds that don't normally winter with us for so long are wintering with us through late November and December. So the American Robin, the Juniper Titmouse, the Yellow Rumped Warblers, Cedar Waxwings, and Western Bluebirds, plus the Ruby Crowned Kinglet has been spotted in, um, well, my backyard, but the Phoenix <laughs> Valley up to Wickenburg and across. So all of these northern forest dwellers had to move south this year in a multitude of bird species eruptions. Now, I just want to let you know that if you happen to see a tiny songbird with an equally, equally tiny tail and bill, it's olive green overall with a prominent um, eye ring and white wing bar. The adult male, when excited, displays a flash of brilliant red of feathers on the top of its head. That's a ruby-crowned kinglet. And it also has a distinctive two-toned um, note that it sings. It's a treat to see this bird and others unexpectedly this winter in our backyards. 
Absolutely. And we are going to put on there the link to allaboutbirds.org right to the Ruby Crown Kinglet on the show notes. So if you want to see a picture of him or hear his song, go right there and they'll show you just what they look like. 